Uh, hi, I'm Adam Siegel. I'm the director of the Digital and Cyberspace Policy Program, uh, and I am the director of a new Council on Foreign Relations Task Force uh, on Confronting Reality in Cyberspace. And I'm here today with Amy, Amy Ziegert, who is a senior fellow at Hoover uh, and a professor of political science at Stanford, who was a member of the task force, to talk a little bit about the report. I think the big attention-grabbing headline of the task force was that uh, the internet uh, is now uh, fragmented, more dangerous, uh, more controlled, and uh, it makes sense for the United States to recognize that reality uh, and shift its policies away from defending a global open internet to a series of policies that, in fact, reinforce the types of behavior we want to see among our friends and allies. And so a lot of the policies flow from that idea that we should um, build coalitions um, that ensure the trusted flow of data um, and build from there. Amy, let me ask you uh, what you thought some of the highlights were and what perhaps the most interesting findings were. Sure. Well, Adam, it was great to be a part of this task force. Uh, I think just to put it a, a little bit more starkly, the internet isn't free and open and we need to get over it. I think that was sort of the key finding uh, underpinning the task force report. To me, the most interesting uh, part of our recommendations is about coalition building. You know, there are coalitions and there are coalitions. And so the task force recommends that we think about a coalition not based on democracies, but based on a broader set of ideas of like-minded countries who care about protecting trusted data flows. That's really important because when we think about broadening the coalition, we need to include countries like Brazil and India, and we need to stop haggling over what is or isn't a democracy. Uh, and so that gets us a lot further. I think underpinning that idea is also the notion that data is a crucial source of power, geopolitically, economically, ideologically, and militarily. And so this coalition building, yeah, it serves multiple goals on a number of dimensions. Yeah, I think that that's right. I think in part, the report uh, contrasts nicely with the initiative coming out of the White House uh, about the future of the internet, which some were casting as a democracy alliance, although it's no longer kind of tagged with that any, any longer. And our focus uh, is broader and hoping to bring uh, these really important pivot, um, pivotal players uh, into the to the alliance. I think, you know, the other idea that that drives the coalition building is is that the you know for the last ten years the U.S. has tried to build cybersecurity or international cybersecurity through a combination of deterrence uh, and norm building, uh, sanctions, uh, and calling out attribution uh, of potential adversaries. Uh, and the task force really says that this is much more useful in bringing friends and allies together and kind of identifying what those shared norms are, but have had really very limited effect on our, on our adversaries and have not really shaped their behavior at all. Absolutely. You know, I think and I think there's opportunity in this report. It's not all doom and gloom. So when people hear cybersecurity, they naturally think about battening down the hatches. But I think, you know, what you just described, Adam, and it's a key part of the report, is we need to seize opportunities in cyberspace, not just protect ourselves. And this gets to, again, making cyber part of a broader national security strategy and having a broader coalition to achieve our interests.
I think, you know, one of the most difficult things for the task force to um, deal with as we were doing our work was that the report was being written as the war um, in Ukraine was unfolding. And we, like everyone else, I think we're watching um, the, both the conventional and the cyber operations that were uh, unraveling there and thinking about how cyber has played a, played a role in that um, in that conflict, and I think, you know, our findings were uh, not so much about the use of cyber, but a lot of it had to do about intelligence and transparency around that, uh, and the merging of cyber and information operations, things the U.S. isn't all that good at thinking about. Yeah, you know, I think we've learned a lot in the past 10 years and the war in Ukraine really emphasized or accelerated that learning. And one of the key learnings, I think, that really was a part of our discussions is that cybersecurity isn't just about hacking machines. It's about hacking minds. It's about creating narratives. And so we can't separate cybersecurity from information warfare. They are one in the same. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, you know, one of the things we, we talk about is um, how the U.S. is going to be probably conducting more offensive operations to disrupt our potential adversaries um, under this idea of persistent engagement. Um, and we're going to need to think uh, both about how we bring our coalition partners along in the, on these types of um, operations. So do they partner with us or um, how do they also think about them and help to define the norms? And are we more transparent about them? Do we define what type of operations we're going to do? And are there some areas of that the U.S. is going to limit itself? That's, as you know well, Adam, that's always tricky because in cyber, you don't want to be fully transparent because you, there's a use it and lose it nature to cyber offensive cyber operations. So that's going to be a challenge to be sure. But, you know, the key word you 